Jerry Adams or Rich, August Morris Grant, Tosola Gumsa, Gawil Shivsha, Alig Gumoy. For those of us living in the north of Ireland, the English Queen Elizabeth has been omnipresent in our lives for a long time. From our postage stamps, coins and banknotes to the names of our public buildings. In Belfast there are two bridges named after English Queens. The Queen's Bridge which was opened in 1849 and is named after Victoria and the Queen Elizabeth Bridge which is named after the woman who has just died. It was opened in 1966. And interestingly there was a row among Unionists in Belfast City Council who wanted to name it after Unionist leader Edward Carson, whose statue stands in front of Parliament buildings at Stormont. There's also Royal Avenue and the Royal Victoria Hospital and countless other thoroughfares named after British royals. There's Queen's University and the Albert Clock, which is named after Victoria's other half. There are Royal Thises and Royal Thats everywhere. And this is even before we get to the Crown Forces and all their royal regiments or Her Majesty's prisons. Dublin too has its royal remnants. For example, for the almost 10 years that I was a TD in the Dáil, I parked each day in the shadow of a statue to Prince Albert. Now, whether we reject or embrace this phenomenon is immaterial. The fact is, by dint of her long reign, Elizabeth has been at the centre of it all for so long she's become a constant in all our lives. And the current protracted and saturation media coverage adds to this. But the responses to her death, understandably, are complex and diverse. Royalists and supporters of the monarchy will be personally affected by Elizabeth's death. Those of us who don't share this view need to be aware of that and act accordingly and respectfully. We also will be mindful that Elizabeth's family have lost a much-loved family member. For them, this is a heart-wrenching moment. And most of us can have empathy at a human level with that. I certainly can, which is why I sympathise with them. At the same time, I have no time for hierarchies, aristocrats or royalty, whether they are political, religious, secular or industrial. They're all about power for elites. No one should have an entitlement to a life of privilege and wealth because they're deemed to be divine rulers. No one should have the right to rule anyone else unless they're democratically elected to do so. Equality, community, solidarity, citizenship, self-determination... They are the things that I believe in. None of us should ever be anyone's subject. And working people should always be mindful of our own class and of our own history, of our values and entitlements. Now, if I was English, I would be an English Republican and a socialist. These are international beliefs. I'm also a Democrat. So I believe in self-determination and I believe in the right of folks to elect or to sack their rulers. But I am Irish, an Irish Republican and a Socialist. And we Irish should be aware of our own nation 
with our own culture, language, history and customs. For many reasons, we have our own special experience of the English monarchy. It's been a tragic and costly one. For centuries, we have been denied our right to govern ourselves. The empire colonised us and many other people across the world and here in our own place. And countless crimes were committed globally in the name of the, the, of the crown. And today, to this day, military interventions into other people's affairs continue. So those who support the monarchy should be respectful towards those of us who don't, just as we should be respectful of their views. And it's this tolerance of differences which is a good basis for getting along or for learning from each other, and we have an awful lot to learn from each other. Society must reflect, it must include the entirety of its people, not part of them. Inclusivity is vital to the well-being of any community, whether it's a nation, the global village, or a local populace. And I acknowledge the attachment that many within the Union, the section of our people have for the English royal family and their genuine grief at the death of their queen. And that has been rightly been reflected in remarks by Marie Lou MacDonald and Michelle O'Neill and Alex Maskey. And their comments have been balanced, sincere and respectful. Queen Elizabeth's remarks and her important gestures during her visit to the Garden of Remembrance in Dublin in May 2011, and her meetings with Martin McGuinness were helpful and unprecedented. Although nowadays, the willingness of the London government to tear up agreements with and about Ireland, and there's nothing new about this, illustrates the need to go beyond symbolism in the search for a new and genuine rapprochement and reconciliation. Martin McGuinness was firmly of the view that the British royals were strong supporters of the Irish peace process. And I agree. He and I met with Charles in May 2015. At our first meeting, Martin and I acknowledged the hurt that he and his family suffered by the actions of Republicans. And we were also conscious of the sad loss of the Maxwell family, whose son Paul was also killed at Mullochmore. And we and Charles also discussed the hurt inflicted on my neighbours and my friends in Ballamurphy and Springhill by British Crown forces and the killing of Martin's neighbours and friends in Derry on Bloody Sunday by the regiment of which Charles is Commander-in-Chief. We talked all about this and other related matters. Our conversations were important and they were genuine. Charles is now the King of England, and he has a responsibility to act on his own words and on the words of his mother as he adapts to his new role. We're all living in a time of transition for the people of Ireland and between Ireland and Britain. And there are huge challenges. They are multiple and they are immediate. But these challenges must be overcome. Just as Alex Maskey, a man who was denied his rights for most of his life, a man who was interned without trial, 
a man whose home was shot up, a man whose friend was killed in his living room, a man who himself was very, very seriously uh, wounded, and whose wife Liz McKee was the first woman interned. Alec rose to those challenges to act on behalf of the assembly in greeting King Charles. So challenges can be overcome. And Charles, in fairness, overcame his grief. And that one could say there is reconciliation, despite the suffering of the past between Irish Republicans and, at a personal level, the new king, as there was before with his mother. So, there are other challenges and they include bringing the current constitutional arrangements gently to an end as set out in the Good Friday Agreement by building a new democratic alternative to the dysfunctional union with Britain. That's the way for us all to live together in harmony and in respect for each other. Since last I spoke to you, I was very pleased to get an email from Colin Dawson from New York. And Colm, who's originally from Belfast, read my article about long cash handicrafts and listened to my podcast. And he writes, During internment, my mother used to bake homemade soda fires and send them up to the cages. In 1973, in recognition of her contribution, we received this lovely little harp. And he enclosed a photograph of the harp. I believe it came from Con McHugh, Owen Quigley and your good self. It's been sitting on my living room in New York for over 20 years, and it's in great shape. That wee harp sat on top of our TV in Belfast for decades. We had another one that my dad won in a raffle at the PD, also in 1973, that sat beside it. Both are now here with me. I remember Margaret and Mickey Dawson, Colum's parents, They were outstanding supporters of the Republican prisoners and champions of our struggle. So Mwilabwehis, Colum. And if anyone else has prison memorabilia stories or prison memorabilia, I'd love for them to get in touch. And to close, I think, uh, in tribute to the harp makers of Long Cash and to Michael and Margaret Dawson, Colm's parents, we'll have John McCormick singing the harp that once through Tara's halls. Shane, Dini Usla, Guniriental Libsha, Slan, August Bonacti.
Some heart in a tignal prayer. 